Hey folks, we're back with episode 5 of the Rochelle Sports Podcast. I'm here as always with Need Considine and my man Ian Greif. What's up, fellas? How you doing, buddy? Hey, great to be here, great to be here. Same here. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Devin Hoffman. Uh, Devin reached out to us saying that she listens to the podcast all the time when doing her homework. That was real cool, made me and Mead's day. Um, other logistic things... We spiked from 21 listeners in episode 3 to 39 listeners in episode 4. Uh, so thanks a lot to everyone who listens to this. And if you get bored, just keep clicking the link over and over again. Last week, we were number 912 on the iTunes podcast. We're looking to go up to the top 10 eventually. Uh, yeah. Let's get right into it. A little recap from football from last week. Thursday night football, uh, the color wash. Jaguars versus Titans on Thursday night football. Probably the worst feasible matchup in the NFL. Uh, easily two of the worst teams and definitely two of the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen. Ian, what's something you'd rather do than watch that game on Thursday? Is this directed at me? Yeah. <laughs> well, before I answer this, I would just like to... I was curious if the Devin Hoffman quote was real or fictitious. Uh, we paid her a couple bucks to get on statement saying that she listens. Just kidding. But she said she uh, messaged me and Mead saying that she listens to her podcast when she does her homework. And um, that was real cool because we uh -huh. – honestly, the even the 21 people that listened the week before last week, it was pretty amazing that, you know, that many people – have nothing else to do but listen to us. <laughs> yeah, we put, a lot of, we put a lot of work into this. We should get, you know, we should get some some praise. Agreed. Course, Next month, Mead, what's something you'd rather do than watch the Jaguars Titans Thursday night game? Uh, not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I rather just not watch. And you know, I want to I want to lead this into um, uh, you know, I didn't watch it because. It was awful. Like, what's the point? Unless you have fantasy implications, sure, yeah. or you're a Jags or Titans fan, no one's gonna watch it. Which and, there aren't Jags or Titans fair. I'm pretty sure. I've yet to meet one. Be very surprised if they were actually real. Uh, Ian, what's something you'd rather do than watch the Jaguars Titans game? Well, I'd like to preface this by saying I went to Jacksonville one night for a week. But anyway, how was it? Don't remember. But <laughs> Jacksonville, Tennessee. Not I watched it. I, I, I have to say I did watch it because fantasy implications, like Mead mentioned. Man, but I would rather, man, I would rather volunteer at something that I like rooted against than watch the whole game. Yeah. Um. As for me, I'd rather mow a lawn that's really big with a, a push mower. I'd rather. I I don't know. I'd rather not cut my my toenails for um, six months than have to watch oh, that game. Holy crap! I probably watched no, not six months. I'll take it back. Yeah. Not cut my toenails for two months. Holy crap, dude! I'd probably eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with two bread heels for the bread. I'd probably rather do that. Dude, dude, your mouth would be so dry. Uh, hey, that game was pretty dry, man. <laughs> okay, um, both of those franchises uh, looking at new coaches either in the near past or the near future. In addition to the Lions, who made some off-season, uh, some front office moves, uh, decided not to fire their head coach, but soon will be in the running for a new head coach. 
Um, since no coaches ever really work out in Detroit, I want a, a top three power ranking of the best sport fictional TV slash movie sports coaches to coach the Lions next year. Me, I'll start with you. Um, I think that you know it, it's tough. I, I would want to say there's lots of good basketball coaches that you could put in. That would be my top, but it's not easy to just jump into a different sport. So I'm going to go football coaches. And I think that my number one would be Denzel Washington from Remember the Titans. I think that's a pretty easy number one. <laughs> I don't know I don't know any other – I don't know. Right, Ian, you got to pick you want to see lead the Lions next year? Or maybe lead the Eagles. Eagles might be looking at a coaching change. Yeah, man. Maybe we'll just uh, start playing different sports. It's pretty ugly. But I – uh, if, I, if I was if I was if I was sticking fictional, I'd probably go with Rick Vice from Division Three. Nice, this is a sleeper choice. Uh, to Mead's point, um, I'd probably pick the white coach from Remember the Titans because he was mm. real successful even before they got that influx of good players. But uh, <laughs> aside from him, I like the BMS head coach. Um, his name escapes me right now. Marty Daniels. Yes. Yes. Marty Daniels. And if I had to pick a coach from outside of football, it would be Coach Carter, also Denzel. And no, no, uh, no, no, not Denzel. We'll have to agree to disagree. No, um, no Coach Carter's uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Ian, uh, get these snakes off these motherfucking planes. <laughs> uh, and then if not, okay. Well, if I take Coach Carter off, I'll go with Mickey from Rocky. Before he died, of course. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. A motivator. Okay. Uh, other things that happened recently. Peyton Manning, uh, real old, real hurt. Brock Osweiler uh, led the Broncos to a win, uh, scored 14 offensive points, which uh, not for sure on this, but I know Peyton Manning has yet to score a bunch of points in any game. Usually having his uh, – depending on his defense – you think this is the end of Peyton Manning, Ian? Uh, I hate to say it, but in a Broncos uniform, I do. I saw today where he said he has interest in playing next year for sure, but then I saw that um, no team would pick him up. And I, I mean, who would pick him up other than a mentorship role? I think the guy's done. He looks washed up. He's got no power behind his throws. It's sad to see, but I hope that he hangs it up after this year because it's great. He's a legend regardless, you know. So I think maybe. My my one team that I thought of that Peyton Manning could maybe go to and you know actually play is the Jets, just because he could start and also sort of be a mentor if they're still in on Geno Smith, because like him, he's not going to go start for some team that's really crappy. He's going to start for a team that thinks that they're a quarterback away from being a contender. So here are the teams that I see Peyton Manning going to realistically: St. Louis, St. Louis. You got maybe Cleveland. Houston, and then uh, you can make an argument for the Jets. I actually like what Fitz, Fitz Magic is doing this year. Maybe it's the beard, but he's kind he's of pulling out. Uh, Jets have dropped like three straight, I think, against bad yeah. opponents, but still much swag from Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to the number one story in the NBA, maybe the number one story in the sports world. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, with the NBA record tied for the NBA record, 15 straight wins to start the season. Uh, Ian, are they the greatest team of all time? 
Uh, well, first, I'd like to preface this by saying I'm currently in South Carolina, and the other day, while I was driving down here, as we noticed, uh, Steph Curry is from Charlotte, North Carolina, and as I, I was driving down here the other day, and I saw a sign for uh, Davidson College, and you'll never guess what exit number Davidson College is. 30. Mm -hmm. mm. So I was going to guess gonna, 55. Yeah, I'm going to oh, have to... Five. Oh. Ah, I'm going to have to point the fingers at Steph Curry being a member of the Illuminati. So. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, but, but I honestly, I this team is phenomenal. Uh, every time I watch them, my mind is blown even more. But I can't put them ahead of those that Bulls team yet. Cause, just because I think uh, that the, the, war, the Bulls could de-upset. I think Jordan could de-up Steph. So let me say something real quick. Uh, for those of you that... Uh, don't know, the greatest team of all time generally considered to be the 95-96 Bulls. Um, they didn't start out 15-0 like the Warriors, but uh, back when they were playing, if you had Draymond Green at the 5, you would just get smashed on. Um, That's what they say. That's what they say, but I don't know how true that would be. That's true. We'll never know. That's very true. Who, the, who was the Bulls center during those title runs? Uh, I have it right uh, Luke Longley. The Longley Express. Yeah, Luke Longley or whatever. Okay. So, I don't know. These nuts, Draymond Green, might be able to shut that guy down. Yeah, dude. Draymond Green can body anybody in, in today's NBA, and everybody in today's NBA is lifting weights way more than they were, you know, in the 1990s. So, very true, very true. Plus, the, when they put him at the five, they're most effective, correct? Yeah. So, I don't even – honestly, it, my problem with this conversation begins with the fact that the 95-96 Bulls are widely considered the greatest team of all time, where I think that um, early 80s, or, or I'm, not early 80s, I'm sorry, mid-80s Celtics teams were the greatest teams of all time. I think the 85-86 Celtics was the best team ever. And so if I remember, the 85-86 Celtics uh, are in the elite club tied with the Warriors this year for starting the season 15-0. and 0. Uh, no, 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 that's not correct, no. <laughs> That's not it correct. Was, it was a 94-95 Rockets, I think. And the 94-95 Rockets. And like and, the 48-49 uh, Capitals. Yeah, some Capitals team. Uh, yeah. Those, all, both of those teams went on to win the championship. Um, yeah. I the, think this Warriors team have to be the favorite right now to win the NBA championship. Oh, of course. I think, I think still not just because uh, even though the West doesn't seem to be as strong this year, so far early in the season, I think that the East is so much of a cakewalk for Cleveland because there's just so much – Cleveland's so much better than everybody else too. And I think it's so much of a cakewalk to get to the finals for Cleveland that just based, you know, mathematically, I think that you have to go with Cleveland is still the favorite by a little bit. But it's not unfair to say, yeah, the Warriors are un so unbelievable that, uh, you know, they, they should be the favorite, so – the rest of the West uh, looks like they're all shitting their pants because of how good the Warriors are. Yeah. Uh, it's not even real fair to say that the West is – I mean, I know it's obviously true, but the West is not playing like they're the superior conference right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. threat to the Cavs in the East, Ian, who you got? Uh, themselves. I mean, a couple on injury. I mean, the only thing that's keeping this team back is injury. Last year, it's the only team, thing that kept them back. Kevin Love is probably going to go down. Yeah, right. They still made it, and they still won game one with Kyrie for that game. But Kyrie's not – I mean, that's true. They do have a cakewalk, but their biggest problem has been staying healthy. Kyrie's not yeah. back. Love's been banged up every – he gets hurt every year's career. And LeBron's Iron Man, but, I mean, you know, his back's killing him. His back, know. yeah. He's not Iron Man this year. 
He says he wants to play 72 games or something, right? But he's not He's not going to be able to hold up. Yeah, that, that was the first thing. Well, outside of LeBron, the first thing that I said when, when LeBron was going to Cleveland was, how do you want, why do you want to go, like, you're complaining about Dwayne Wade not being healthy. Everyone's complaining about that. And, and then you go and you play with Kyrie Irving, like, well, to be fair, Kyrie Irving didn't miss much time before uh, last year. No, nah, he was missing. He'd miss, he'd miss big time, dude. He'd miss like 20 games a season. Oh, really? He played like 12 games at Duke and then didn't play another game his college career. Right, college, he was he was injured. He's been having injury problems major. It, well, yeah, I don't uh, know. Dwayne Wade's only going to play 20 games this year, so. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe a better scenario. Wade. Yeah, maybe a better scenario. So let me ask you guys something. Do you think that the when do you think this streak stops for the Warriors? Do you think they can go twenty and zero? Can they remain undefeated until Christmas? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I see them. You know, they had trouble against Denver for a period of time until they put in that super small lineup of uh, Curry, Thompson, Iguodala, Barnes, and Draymond, and then they scored like fourteen points in two minutes. Like, n- not exaggeration at all. And and I, I see them. They could easily lose. They're not going to lose at home before uh, before Christmas because the only the only decent team they play at home before Christmas is Utah. And then so I see them losing on the road. They're going on a huge road trip here in a, in a week. I could see them losing at Utah, uh, at Toronto. I could see them losing at Indiana, at Milwaukee. I don't. I just don't see them going all the way to Christmas undefeated. Ian, what happens first? A Warriors loss or a Sixers win? Uh, tell you what, I think the Sixers pull it out tonight. I think Okafor gives Towns the business, but we'll Ooh. see. But um, honestly, I was looking at that Warriors schedule too, and I think Utah and Milwaukee, just because of length, would be the only thing to give this team problems. But I don't know, man. This team is this team is impressive. This team yeah. is definitely very very impressive. And it well, what's crazy is that um, you know, you got Luke Walton, and now all of a sudden, it's making it look like Steve Kerr was holding the team back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of it, man. Maybe Luke Walton is the greatest coach of our time. Who knows? Hey, he's never lost a game, dude. 15 and 0 as a coach. Even though it's really funny, is that all those uh, all those wins go to Steve Kerr, not Luke Walton. So like, right, right. Became, yeah, if he became but, head coach, you know, people are seeing this as a job interview for Luke Walton. It is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been. I mean, he's been around. Obviously, Bill Walton's his dad. He's been around basketball for so long. But he was um, when he was on the Lakers. He had injury problems. So he would instead of you know he couldn't practice. Instead of going to practice and stuff, he would sit in on uh, on the coaching meetings every single day. And that's where he really you know uh, evolved into more of a coach than a player so quickly. But uh, but yeah, he's he's a good coach though too. He, on that game, that crazy game against the Clippers, like I don't know, like last Thursday or two Thursdays ago or whatever, he was he outcoached Doc Rivers in that game at the end of the game. So he's not incompetent. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think with this Warriors team, you can put any of us out there, and the same results be happening. Though, like, really, what? A, you know, like uh, yeah. it just seems keep the good vibes going, rotate them. I don't know, but he's he definitely deserves some credit. He definitely does deserve some credit. No, yeah, you, yeah, he does. He deserves credit, but you're right. He, it's more of a, um, it's more of like the, uh, what do you want to call this system? Like you can just, you know, you go out there and they'll just run it, and then you just gotta make sure not to screw them up from doing what they do. So, you might be right. 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 
Uh, anything else to add before we move on from the Warriors? Uh, I think they're really uh, good. Yeah, well, they're really good, uh, but uh, I think that they'll they won't get to twenty zero. I think they'll lose at Phoenix or at Utah uh, this week. Yeah, I think I think the Sixers get the win tonight. If we're gonna go back <laughs> to Sixers, we we got robbed the other night by the Heat. I can that game that fourth quarter was. Uh, disgrace to basketball. Oh, uh, yeah, they were, they were not running good sets on offense. It was bad. It was a disgrace to basketball. We missed our last, uh, I think, 15 shots before Rodko hit a layup as time expired, which meant nothing. Nothing. So. That's rough, dude. Five points. I have, to, I have to say, yeah, like when I watch Ian, when I watch, um, which I rarely do, when I watch Sixers games on League Pass, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'll put it on the Sixers broadcast. Listen, listen to those guys. They're so depressing. They're just like, they're like every every time up and down the court, they'll be like they'll try and look at any positive out of like any Sixers possession. Someone will uh, you know airball a three or whatever. They'll be like, hey, well you know what? At least he has confidence in his shot. You love to see that. And it's like, oh my god, I can't even watch these guys because it's just so sad. They got a tough job. They got a tough job, man. Yeah. They got a very tough job. Yeah, it's I feel. <laughs> Yeah, I feel for you. I feel for you as a Sixers fan. I really hope that it pays off for you guys. Even though I'm starting to become skeptical, I really do hope that it pays off for you guys sometime in the near future. Trust the process. Yeah, I mean, well, this this offseason is when they get all those picks coming back, right? Like, right, correct. Yeah, the, picks. Next year is the boomer bust season, if I'm not mistaken. Next year is the correct. You know, where Sixers fans should at least expect to start seeing something. Right, right. Next year is definitely the turnaround year. The thing is, though, with the way the Lakers are playing, we might not get that Lakers pick because they might fall in the top three. So that could hurt us, but we're still supposed to get at least three first-round picks next year. So def- next year definitely marks the turnaround, hopefully. you got to start cheering for the Lakers there for picks. Oh, yeah, man. Go Lakers, baby. Go Lakers. <laughs> uh, another Los Angeles team, uh, the Clippers, after getting absolutely demolished by the Raptors, uh, there are reports of Fighting in the locker room, loud, profane commotion. Uh, turned out to be an anonymous Clippers coach and Josh Smith. This comes a couple days after reports that uh, Doc Rivers and Lance Stevenson are not getting along. Uh, who didn't see this coming? I I honestly didn't. I I thought that they would, um, with the ads of like uh, Stevenson and, and Josh Smith. Stevenson, and Josh Smith, Paul Pierce. Three really Pierce, strong right. personalities. Right, and Paul Pierce, I thought they would get way better. I thought that it would just mesh. And but when you look at those guys, it's such big personalities and stuff. Like when you start struggling, like and you're gonna struggle. Like even the Warriors later this season will have you know drop like drop like two out of three games and be like pissed or something like that. And so I think that they'll they'll bounce back. Part of the game is what you're saying. Yeah, I think that it's it's a long season. It, it it'll work itself out. Being it, a single blip or is starting to become a trend. I think it's a single blip. You know, teams need time to get chemistry. You bring in all those guys, kind of like a complete roster turnover, and they're still trying to mesh. They have a new starting lineup every game, it seems. So there's yeah. no continuity to begin with. Yeah, you're right. It's no. But I think I don't know. It was a gamble. It was definitely a championship or bust move. You know, high ceiling, is... high floor moves by the GM. Right. Uh, right. Reflecting poorly on the ground. Luckily, they're the same people. Uh, Doc Rivers. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's no it's no Kings situation is the point. Sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, Rockets uh, last week fired Kevin McHale, great player. Uh, seemed like a good coach. Uh, seemed like 
an abrupt move after giving Kevin McHale, the Rockets gave Kevin McHale an extension last year, a three-year extension. Uh, Rockets started really slow. Uh, Ian, is this more James Harden's fault or Kevin McHale's fault? Yeah, I was uh, completely blindsided. I'm not sure who to blame on. I've seen reports that some of the players are fed up with Harden's style of play. But honestly, maybe start getting, letting Ty Lawson get drunk again before the games, let him get a couple DUIs in him, and I think they'll turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Ty Lawson out a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I always thought that Mikhail was relatively, like, I think that he's not one of the smarter coaches in the NBA, just IQ level, but he, you know, took him to the uh, Western Conference Finals last year. Like, he's a decent coach. He knows a lot. So it was kind of weird. I don't know that firing him was, was yeah, the, the right decision. But he had been disagreeing with Daryl Morey, the GM. Uh, you know, who knows what the real truth behind it is. Yeah, uh, it seems to me that James Harden just doesn't really care. Um, he got the big deal, the big shoe deal in the offseason. He came in, he said he was out of shape, well, ba- out of basketball shape. Uh, Dwight Howard looked a little bit slower, according to Zach Lowe. Uh, seems like a combination of things. What they really need to do is get Ty Lawson playing with the second string because him and James Harden are both so ball dominant. Right. Uh, but very good point. Very good point. Say again, Ian. So that's a very good point. I completely agree. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um. Yeah, Ty Lawson really ball dominant in Denver. James Harden, born like needing balls in his hand. <laughs> well, what's funny is that uh, James Harden had always said, "Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had a ball dominant point guard on my team. I wish I had a ball dominant point guard on my team. That that would make it so much easier for me. That the load would be taken off of me so much more. And and then all of a sudden it happens and it's not working. And it's like, I, you have to credit Ty Lawson though uh, for saying that he's open to coming off of the bench. So you know, sacrifice for the team. Good work, Ty Lawson. Well, they might not make the playoffs this year. It's not so much a sacrifice for the team as you know, you either do this or we're going to be sitting at home. Nah, they'll make the playoffs. I wouldn't worry about that. They're pretty They're pretty good. There's In the West, I don't see the Suns or the Mavericks staying, um, you know, in the in the playoff race or, you know, like doing so well for so long. So I, I wouldn't worry about it with the Rockets. They're, they'll be fine. Yeah, the Mavs are on borrowed time completely. Their their point differentials, like they're barely winning games, and right. I don't I don't know I don't know how they're uh, off to this great start. I mean, I love that Dirk's getting these wins in could be the Twilight's career. It's great to see, but it, they're they're definitely one of the surprises this year. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I mean, they're definitely a good team, but I don't see it. You know, I don't see the stain power there. They're like they'll they'll have some troubles. But let's transition this to uh, the biggest surprise this year in the NBA. Uh, my pick, Kristaps Przingis, absolutely balling out for the Knicks. Uh, so much that the Knicks fans were chanting Przingis over and over again while he was on the bench and Melo was in the game. Uh, Melo can't be happy about this, but Knicks fans everywhere have to be relieved that something finally went their way. Um, biggest surprise in the NBA, Mead. Uh, I think that he could. He's right there. Uh, for biggest surprise in the NBA, among a couple other players. But it, it, what's really funny about the whole story is, uh, you know, lots of people are saying this, but the fact that he was booed so hard at the draft, and then all of a sudden, you know, everybody can flip and act like I wasn't one of the people that booed or was pissed off. Like, that's what's the craziest thing yeah. to me. 
and because it, it just made sense. If if you had followed the draft at all, you know the pre NBA draft at all, it was like the fourth know, best prospect. It, the top tier was, uh, you know, Towns, Russell, Okafor, and Porzingis, and then it was a totally right. different tier. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's only like at that spot. I after, know. I know. Moody, that's what I was going to say, is that at that four spot, after uh, Towns, yeah. Russell, and Okafor already went, it really is between Przingis and Moody. So what, you're going to you're gonna be, like, super pissed off if you get one of the two guys that are the obvious pick? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Who are you going to pick instead? Willie Cauley-Stein? Like, yeah. I don't know. So, with that being said, Chile. the biggest surprise in the NBA this year is? Who do I think is? Yeah. Uh, I was thinking... I think, you know, this is um, uh, kind of bold. I had been saying that Rajon Rondo was, was the biggest surprise just because he's going out. He's already dropped uh, three or four triple doubles, and he's completely resurrecting his career in Sacramento outside of the fact that he's still a dick and, like, you know, hates George Carl and everything. But uh, Dark Horse, biggest surprise, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier on the Magic, French player, uh, wing is awesome. Awesome to watch. The Magic are a lot of fun to watch. Magic are my squad for those of you who don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a Magic lover. And I'm basically a fan of wherever Mario Hazonia plays. Uh, <laughs> you're a big Hazonia fan, but if you watch if you watch some more Magic games, dude, you would love Fournier. Fournier is so good. I, I heard um or I read some reports that he rejected a four year thirty two million dollar offer sheet because he thinks that after a couple seasons, he'll be able to demand like twice as much money as that. So, and I, I would, I would, I would believe it too because he's nice, dude. He's just. So who's a better player, Fournier or uh, Tobias Harris? Who's a better player right now? Who's who would you rather have on your team for the future? Uh, am I paying them the same amount of money? Well, uh, Tobias Harris is making a lot of money, and it sounds like Fournier is expecting to make somewhere on that level too. Well, I, yeah, I, well, I think that. Um, I would pick if I was if I was the Wizards. Let's go with just random example of Wizards. If I was the Wizards, I'd rather have um, Fournier because I can pay him less, uh, and I can uh, he'll help me recruit Kevin Durant. But are they boys or something? No, 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 no. Just because you you don't you want to have the cap space there in order to recruit Kevin Durant or whatever. Even though Tobias Harris is a way better player way better combo forward, uh, you'd have to pay him all that money. And that's where it's rough. Even though Tobias Harris is a really good player. he can. Tobias Harris has gotten way better at defense recently, and obviously he drops 18 points a game, and uh, he can play power forward, small forward. So he's a, he's a unique player, but when you gotta, since he's a unique player, you've got to pay him all this money, and I'm not sure that it's worth it if you're going to compete for a title. You'd rather, have, you'd rather pay Evan Fournier half that amount of money and have Evan Fournier be a solid role player on your team. Ian, biggest surprise in the NBA? Uh, I have to go with the Pelicans. Anthony Dill lost. The uh, pace and space has really taken effect. I know the Gentry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They look lost. Uh, the first, I forget, I think it was uh, one of the first games. They played the Warriors. I was extremely excited for a great game. The Warriors just blew their doors off. It looked like a mess. And that's another team that's always had injury problems. So you got to chalk that, that up to um, some other reason. But. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, I thought Anthony Davis would. Well, I think we all would just we all. One of the reasons being the Sixers not disclosing the Drew Holiday injury. 
allegedly. Right. The Drew Holiday injury, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew yeah. Holiday was... Yeah, but he was like injured all the Sixers. So, okay. so Pelicans' uh, biggest, give me your biggest positive surprise. Give me a player you think uh, outperforming. Another choice, Ricky Rubio, really balling out this year. Uh, Marco Rubio's been playing great, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the big dog, Andre Drummond. It's not a surprise, but just the fact that they finally got Greg Monroe out. This guy can just own up the middle. I love it. I love Drummond. Huge Drummond guy. I've always been. And He's eating. He's putting out Will, Cham- Will Chamberlain numbers, basically, in today's NBA. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah, no, yeah. He's he's as good as or better than Jordan, and Jordan gets all his press. And just because Drummond's DeAndre on it. DeAndre Jordan being. DeAndre Jordan, right. DeAndre, not Michael Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. But, but yeah, just because Andre Drummond's on a mediocre team instead of a contender, uh, no one's really talking about him as much. And he's, now, he's can you really say that the uh, Pistons aren't a contender in the East? Well, well, they're not a contender in the East because they can't beat the Cavs in a seven-game series, and they can't beat anyone that can beat the Cavs right. in a seven-game series. So they're not a contender in the East, but they're a decent team. They, they're, you know, they got a decent amount of young players, but they just paid Reggie Jackson like ninety million dollars. So you know that might hurt them from ever becoming yeah. a contender. The only team I see being a threat to the Cavs in the East is the Heat. Uh, Heat really balling out this year. You think so? Suntan Man down there has got a good team, I think. Uh, Suntan Man being Eric Spolstra. Um, Chris Bosch is playing lights out. Uh, yeah. Maybe biggest surprise of the year, uh, uh, the small forward, uh, Justice Winslow, that they picked up. Uh, really Dude. playing some good minutes off the bench, him and Josh McRoberts. And that's just, you know, picking straws. I don't think anyone's really going to beat the Cavs in the East. Yeah, right, exactly. But, yeah, you're right. The Heat are really nice. I think the, the Bulls are right there, too. Problem is, D Wade is not going to stay healthy, man. Yeah, that's yeah. D and D Wade, since he can't be healthy, he just doesn't try on defense. And then that, you know, obviously, I think that in the in the playoffs, not just in regular season. Playoffs. Yeah, he just doesn't try on defense, so that's rough. Okay, guys, anything else you want to talk about? Still shocked. Still shocked. All right, well, let's root for a Sixers win tonight uh, so we can finally stop talking about them. Let's root for a Warriors loss so we can stop talking about it. And let's root for a Lakers win. So well, wait, real, quick, pick. Real, real quick, though, I, w- I want to ask Ian a quick question before we wrap up here. Ian, if, if, you could, if the Sixers could redraft their third overall pick, would you, yeah. still, want them, would you still want them to pick Jalil or would you want them to pick Kristaps or, or Moutier? I would want them to. I've been thinking about and I'd have to go with Chris Stops because Jaleel and Erlings could not play together. One of them's going to be gone. Yeah. It's going to be gone. It's a mess. But in hindsight, we have a sure thing. We have Okafor has been a freaking beast in the post. His rebound is getting better. He can't, he's still flat foot on defense, but I mean, you're coming into the NBA, you're dropping at 19 years old. You can sure. play in the NBA. So it's something to a sure thing as a Sixers fan. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Saying that Przingis over Okafor in the draft, that doesn't necessarily, you know, take away anything from Okafor because Okafor's been great, and that was a great pick. You know, it's not the wrong pick. There's not a big enough market as Przingis. I'm sure if Okafor was there, they'd be making a big deal out of him as well. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Uh, Ian, uh, before we go, Lions, Lions, Eagles, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Lions are hot, riding an immense two-game win streak. Eagles... Uh, not so hot. Who do you got on Thursday? 
I'm rolling with the Eagles, baby. We're at right. like this one. We're going all the way, man. We're not losing another game. I'm telling you, you heard it here first for Shell Sports yeah. Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>